Welcome to the Healthy Tips Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Intersom, and welcome to today's show. Today's topic is Super Brain Food, and this is part one of our series. Hello, everyone. Well, we're going to begin part one with what we consider to be the most elementary foods for your good health, and especially for a healthy brain. Those would be fruits and vegetables, and certainly in their most whole form. And then also when you can get them in organic form. Absolutely, those are the best. In our modern day world of boxed and adulterated foods, salads and whole foods are routinely passed over. In fact, often when we go to eat with relatives and friends, leftovers of fruits and vegetables kind of get sent home with us because we're the folks most likely to appreciate them. And we do. (laughs) Sometimes we'll even nibble them on the way home. (laughs) Open up the container. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But today we want to talk about some of those fruits and vegetables and why we incorporate them into our diet every single day. The first one that we have on our list is blueberries. Now, blueberries is something we often eat, and we like to put them in shakes. It's a great way to have them. They're very rich in antioxidants and other phytochemicals that improve learning, thinking, and memory. They also reduce oxidative stress in the brain. So these are super brain food. Absolutely. And we usually get them in a four-pound frozen package, and we get them at Costco, and they're usually an organic variety, and they're very reasonably priced particularly because they're at Costco. Mm -hmm. And very easy to add to a shake. It makes your shake kind of cool, and it's very nice. We also like fresh blueberries. We like to buy those when our grandchildren are around because they like to munch on them, and it's a great healthy snack for the kids. Especially our youngest granddaughter. She's crazy over blueberries. (laughs) Always have a bib on hand when you're doing blueberries. Now our item number two is pomegranate juice. Well, this contains potent antioxidants as well, which also protect the brain from the damaging effects of free radicals. You only need a couple of ounces a day mixed with perhaps some spring water or filtered water, or perhaps even put it into herbal tea. And you can get pomegranate juice frozen in a concentrated form, that is. You can get it bottled. You can also buy the whole fruit, which would then be juiced up with your shake. We usually get that at one of the local Mm -hmm. fruit markets. And some people just like to munch it, and that's fine. It does have all those little seeds in it. If you don't mind that, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Third on our list is citrus fruit. Citrus fruit contains antioxidants and vitamin C to fight free radicals again. Also, it contains bioflavonoids. We like this because Bill and I often take a daily dose of liposomal vitamin C, and we want the natural flavonoids that are present in the whole fruit form to kind of balance that out. Now, be wary of orange juice, and especially orange juice at breakfast. A lot of people are going away from the orange juice back to the whole fruit. And again, as Kira said, you get the fiber from the whole fruit as well. 
It's really a good trade. And this is true of a lot of fruits. If you're going to have them, it's often better to have them in the whole form than in that juice because almost all of them are really sugary once they are juiced. I'm not saying don't do it, but be aware if you are doing it that you really have to do away with a lot of the other sugars in your diet. Otherwise, you're going to be overbalanced on that sugar. Now, number four on the list is really a group of vegetables, and we call them the colorful vegetables. These are also very high in antioxidants. Give us a couple examples, Kira. Oh, well, these would be like the oranges and reds, like the carrots and the peppers. And, of course, the most important ones, the green leafy vegetables. We like to eat beets, and that's a very rich, purpley color. Anything that has color to it, you can be pretty sure it's full of a lot of great things for you. Well, we need to take a quick break to thank one of our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll continue with our list of wonderful vegetables for super brain food. So we'll be back in a sec. Time to thank one of our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. Item number five is broccoli and cauliflower. So really, two items. <laughs> Both of them contain a lot of choline, which is a B vitamin known for its role in brain development. So again, super brain food. Choline may even help reduce declining memory in aging individuals. And it also helps to protect the brain against toxins, especially in little ones. So broccoli can be prepared in so many different ways to make it so delicious. Chinese food is one particular way to have it. So there's many ways that you can introduce broccoli into your diet and even in your children's diet. Now, a lot of people mask it by actually using the food processors or blenders to blend it up and then put it in a recipe and disguise it. But I think it's a really great idea to start children out at a very young age just eating it raw. And they will eat it. You give them a little ranch dressing or something to go with it, and they find it very palatable. Kids adapt to what you give them and what they grow accustomed to. Next on our list is avocados. Avocados are great. They're a good fat source, but they also reduce blood pressure. Hypertension is a risk factor for the decline of cognitive abilities. So lowering your blood pressure if you do have hypertension really does help promote brain function. Now, number seven on our list are beans. We think especially lentils and black beans can help you to supply your brain with glucose without spiking the sugar in the bloodstream. And also beans do contain protein, which is another good source of protein if you don't eat meat or if you don't eat any kind of meat products like eggs and cheese and all of those things. Beans can give you some of the protein that you otherwise might be lacking in your diet. Now, our last item on the list, number eight, are whole grains. So this would be oatmeal and especially steel-cut oatmeal and other healthy grains like brown rice, quinoa, and millet. These all contain great fiber that not only is great for your colon, but it does help promote blood flow to the brain. 
So you get kind of a double, triple bonus by having whole grains. And there's so many different ways that you can process them and have them. And by the way, if you're having bread that says it has whole grains, be sure that you really read all the ingredients there because sometimes you're getting a lot of things that you really don't want and they're calling it whole grains. Just be aware that a lot of the ingredients in bread products are not necessarily that healthy. They kind of steer you toward them, making you think they're healthy when in fact they are not. And usually one of the main ingredients that you read on the side label is wheat. Especially if you're looking to hold your gluten level down or maybe go gluten-free, you want to make sure that you're not including a whole lot of wheat. And there certainly are people who think that gluten is a problem overall, and in particular for the brain. What we don't realize is that our gut and the problems that it has really do have a huge influence on the functioning of our brain. The two are very closely related. Now we need to take one more quick break to thank another sponsor. And when we return, Kira's going to talk about some pointers from Dr. David Perlmutter, MD, who has a lot to say on brain health. So we'll be right back. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And we're back. Now, as Bill mentioned, I do have just a couple of pointers from Dr. David Perlmutter. He says that higher sugar content in food raises triglyceride levels. It also raises total cholesterol. It raises low and high density lipoprotein as well as both your systolic and diastolic blood pressures. He says, be kind to your brain, eat fat, and cut the carbs. And especially cut the sugar. If you're suffering from high blood pressure, if you have diabetes or if you have prediabetes, totally watch the sugar. And don't try to cheat by saying, oh, I only have Diet Coke because the artificial sugars are just as harmful, and there's certainly a whole lot of empty calories that don't do your brain any good at all. They don't do you any good at all. Actually, I was just reading a study this morning about those artificial sweeteners that are in pop and in other foods. The study is showing that the people who imbibe the most of those are those who are getting the heaviest. It's really actually doing exactly the opposite. And this is because it disrupts the gut's function of digestion so badly. This is why people are having so much acid in their system. It causes something called leaky gut syndrome, Uh which puts toxins and all kinds of bad things into your bloodstream. And if you don't think that affects your brain, it really does. You'll have foggy brain if you're doing sugar or any of these artificial sweeteners. Now, we'll be covering some of that in depth on some of our future podcasts for the Super Brain Food series. But for now, Kira, why don't you tell us what the next part of Super Brain Food Part 2 is actually going to be about? We're going to talk about the subject of fats. And for a long time, fats were considered bad in the diet. And it was no fat this and no fat that every time you went to the store. 
And now we're becoming more aware of the necessity of fat and how much it really is important to the functioning of the brain, as David Perlmutter has said. We need to pay attention to the kinds of fats that we're eating. And that's what we're going to discuss next time, the healthy fats that are super brain foods. Well, I think that's the end of our podcast. And until next time, please return to part two of Super Brain Foods. Right. I can't wait, Bill. That should be fun. Now, before we leave, we do want to say that we're not healthcare providers. Nothing we say here should be misconstrued as medical advice. It's not meant to treat, diagnose, or prescribe anything. Everything that we share here is our own opinions. It's based on our own personal research and our experimentation. We always encourage you to do some of the same. That's our show for today. Bill and I want to thank you for listening to the Healthy Tips Podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcast and look for Better Living Institute, the Healthy Tips Podcast. There you'll also find all the podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk Podcast, the Love Stories Podcast, the Happy Kids Podcast, the Happiness Experience Podcast, and today's podcast, the Healthy Tips Podcast. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcast and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us some feedback and also let us know if you have an interest in a specific health topic. You can also like and message us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kieran Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone. <laughs>